Welcome to Signs of Life, exploring survival of consciousness. Brought to you by Forever Family Foundation on the web at foreverfamilyfoundation.org. I call your name, the echo is haunting, the echo is always the same. I call your name, the echo is haunting, an echo can never be changed. So I call your name. Good evening, everybody. Happy Veterans Day and welcome to the Medium Insights Hour brought to you by the Forever Family Foundation and Signs of Life Radio. We gather here once a month to explore the mindsets of many accomplished spiritual mediums on topics related to the consciousness, spirituality and the afterlife. My name is Roman Karpichka and as your host, I'm very excited to welcome the founder of the Forever Family Foundation to the show, Bob Ginsberg. Uh, we were supposed to have Gina Simone as our guest medium, but she wasn't able to make it due to some last minute things that came up. So life happens. We're going to make the best of it. And we came up with a plan B and decided to have the man himself, Bob, on the show. As you know, Bob and his late wife, Fran, are the founding members of the Forever Family Foundation and have done so much for so many people uh, over the past many years. Uh, Bob is also the author of um, uh, what I'm sure will be a bestseller, his book, The Medium Explosion, A Guide to Navigating the World of Those Who Claim to Communicate with the Dead. It's a guide for those who either had a medium reading or plan to have one or just simply are curious about what happens when we die. And, you know, profits from this book, which can be, you know, it's, I'm sure it's available through the Forever Family Foundation and the website. And we'll be discussing it a lot more during this show. Uh, all the profits from the book go to the Forever Family Foundation. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Bob. Well, it's my pleasure. It's finally, uh, it's great to finally uh, join you as, as part of your show. So yeah. I appreciate it. Appreciate the work that you've been doing and interviewing Again, the great interviews you've been doing with the medium. So uh, we'll step in since the show is about mediumship. We'll, we'll can talk about uh, anything you'd like related to the mediums. We could even try to address some of the questions that, that come in and people have emailed come in from, from our perspective and uh, see where that goes. Absolutely. And uh, I just want to also mention that if anybody wants to call into the show and have questions for you or maybe even me, uh, they can, you know, definitely, uh, definitely give us a call. And uh, let's see, what's that number? It's so uh, one eight eight eight. Oh, here it is. One eight 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 six two seven six zero zero eight. So your questions are welcome. But Bob's not doing any readings tonight. That's for sure. Yeah, you wouldn't want one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's, it's like anything related to mediumship or if you have questions about it bob is definitely an expert um you know having uh i've read your book and i just you know for the for the interview i just you know went through it a second time and uh uh you know made some notes and stuff like that and you know i've got some, you, you bring some up up some really good points in the book actually that i would love to discuss it's a really thorough book and i, I do enjoy the way that you present it in a it's like you're 
we're having a conversation. Your book is like you're having a conversation with somebody who's like thinking about going to a medium and it's the ifs and what ifs and do's and don'ts about everything. And it's, it's really good. And the way that you approach it is just very pragmatic and, you know, nonsensical and just, you know, just thinking like a normal human being would. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. Well, thanks. You know, the, but the purpose was not uh, to make it, uh, you know, an academic uh, home, you know, I mean, obviously uh, we just wanted to present a a guide about mediumship and the pitfalls and and, and answer a lot of the questions that frankly, you know, we've gotten over the years, you know, so uh, uh, I also, you know, included, because I felt I I should um, personal experiences that, that I've had um, that kind of, are backed up by, by research, you know, I can explain like why we had them. So, you know, I, I mix some of that in as well, yep. you know, and, you know, Roman, there's one, there's one question I saw that, um, that came in that they, they wanted to um, ask Gina about. And actually, I'm sorry, I, I did that, that, that didn't come into the, into the, and make it into my book because it was a, it was a legitimate question. You know, and the person wanted to know, uh, that they went on Gina's website and that there was a disclaimer that says, for legal reasons, we must advise you that the readings are for entertainment purposes only. Um, and, and her point uh, was that, you know, someone uh, like herself that was in heavy grief found those words troubling uh, because it, she, in her words, it seems to fly in the face of the healing work that you do. So, I mean, if I may, I'd like to, to address that. Please. Um, and, you know, we live in a world where uh, it's a litigious society and you can't watch a, a commercial on TV without, you know, seeing some sort of a disclaimer, whether it's, you know, lawyers or pharmaceuticals, you know, or, or doctors or, you know, uh, even, you know, cigarettes, you know, everything um, has some legal uh, uh, verbiage in there. And the reason for that is, you know, mediums, you know, if they seek legal counsel, and a lot of them have, they're advised to put that on there uh, because to protect themselves, because, you know, mediums are are sitting with people that are in very fragile states. Sometimes, you know, people will get information um, that they don't quite know how to handle, and then they could find it disturbing. Uh, Other times, people... um, the, the medium might give them a piece of psychic information and then that the person might adjust the course of their lives based on the information that they get, which I would never advise somebody to do because we have free will and, and, and the future is not etched in stone. So uh, it's not to take away from the proficiency, you know, of the medium. It's just that, you know, we, we live in a world where that becomes necessary. So I wouldn't take offense to those words. Surely the medium does not think of it as entertainment, uh, but uh, it's just something that, that they need to do. Yeah, just to protect themselves, of course. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. I mean, it's all over the place. You, you see it in, on, on TV, uh, the small print and advertising. And what 
irks me the most is the fast talking. Like, you know, where, where they're doing all that legal fast talking at the end of commercials on, on the radio? Yeah. I that know. drives me apeshit. Uh, yep, I know. Part of my language. But yeah, yeah I, I, I turn the radio off when I hear that. I just can't stand listening to that. Yeah. You know, there, there are people that are very proficient at talking a mile a minute and they get paid a lot of money to do so. But isn't oh, it absurd? Well, you see the thing on TV and then it scrolls on the bottom, these disclaimers and Yep. Even if you had super, super eyesight, you couldn't possibly <laughs> but it's there. read it. But it's there, so they could it's say there. it's there. Yeah, yeah. It's there, exactly. <laughs> and they, the, these people, uh, Bob, aren't reading fast. They're, they digital, they digitally speed it up. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Now yeah. in today's day and age, absolutely, because nobody can talk that fast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. So, um, so how many, uh, I mean, how are the book sales going by the way, since you've launched it? You know, it's doing well, I guess, you know, I mean, I, I look at, um, you know, it's hard to tell, you know, most 90% of all books today are sold, you know, via Amazon, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, it, it stays, it's been staying up there and, you know, in the rankings. Um, so, you know, it, it's a book uh, that's not, obviously it's not for everybody. It's, you're not interested in in mediums or you don't believe in life after death certainly you're not going to buy the book you know so but you know certainly our audience is interested and a lot of people today are yeah. interested in mediums so it's uh and I, you know i've been doing um not that i i'm crazy about doing them but i'm doing a bunch of different bod- podcasts i mean on the one hand it, it's a good thing because i get to talk about the foundation when i talk about when i'm doing these interviews so uh so that works out uh, but I, you know, in it, I, you know, I, I try to address, as, as I mentioned, the, the, the most often questions, you know, one of them is people think of a psychic and a medium, um, they think that the two terms are interchangeable. I mean, even if they, if they go to get a, re- a reading with a medium, they'll say, I, I went to a psychic. Um, and and the, the fact of the matter is, yes, uh, what mediums do um, is psychic in nature because it's mind-to-mind communication. Um, but there's a difference between mind-to-mind communication with two living entities versus mind-to-mind communication with somebody in the spirit world. Right. You know, they still have a mind, they still have a consciousness, they still have a soul. So you're still able to com- to communicate with them. And so in that sense, it is mind-to-mind. Yeah. But there are many people that are gifted psychically, but they can't they have no ability to communicate, you know, with the dead. So yes. there, so there is a difference. There is, absolutely. And, and you explain that very well in the book, by the way. Hey, you know what? We got a, we got a caller. We have a, a guest caller called uh, my queen from Maryland on line one with a general question. Okay. So why don't we welcome uh, this person onto the line? Okay. My queen, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hello. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Signs of Life. You got Hi, a question for the Good, how are you? Yes, I do. Good. Go ahead. Um, okay. So my question is um basically like can kids um connect with like the spirit world or like can they see the spirit world? Because um my grandmother, she she just passed away a few weeks ago. And before I went to her funeral, I was babysitting my um, my boyfriend's mom's goddaughter, and she's three years old. 
And she ended up saying, like, your grandmother, she went away to the event. And I didn't know what she meant by that. And I was like, your grandmother? And she was like, no, your grandmother. She was sick, and the doctors had to put her to sleep. And she went away to the event. And then I just left it at that. And I didn't know what she meant by that. And when she said that, had had they know? Did did she know that grandmother had died? No, she doesn't know anything about my grandmother. Yeah. yeah okay. So, well, you know, children often have um, enhanced um, intuitive ability. You know that that's closer to the veil. It, it said and. And, you know, they haven't been taught by society that these things are, are not possible. And there uh, have been, you know, thousands of rep- reports over the years of children who uh, report seeing uh, deceased, you know, loved ones. And sometimes mm-hmm. the parents um, accept what the children are saying. And sometimes they think that there's something wrong with the child, you know, that they are, which is unfortunate, you know, that they're having hallucinations mm-hmm. or you know, and so forth. So, I mean, if, if you're dealing with a child who has um, um, some ability or, or, you know, reports seeing, you know, a deceased loved one, you know, I would sit down and have a conversation with them and not to uh, tell them that it's not possible, but kind of embrace it and sit down and listen and see what they have to say. I mean, it's, you know, too often we teach our children to be fearful of things that we cannot see. Uh, when in fact maybe we should be doing the opposite. So, right. um, you know, so it's not unusual uh, to answer your question. You know, of, of children to say such things. You know, and, and uh, we should just pay attention. Thank you, because that was like that's the first time that ever happened to me. Because I know it happens to other people. Yeah, I mean, you know, these after death communications are. are uh, uh, are so prevalent and, and, you know, the most common type of an after death communication is a dream visitation. You know, when, when you're, when your mind is, when you're in that REM stage of sleep and, and you, you know, your, that your chatter mind is, is at rest and the people in spirit um, have a conduit in which to get through to you. So some people question it, but, but um, you know, that's the easiest way from somebody in the spirit world to get through to you, you know, through your, through your dream. I would suggest document this somewhere, okay, because you might be getting more of maybe not from the three-year-old, but there might be other occurrences from your grandmother. So, you know, if you were close to your grandmother. Oh, yeah, there have been. There have been. I just wanted to ask about that specific encounter. Yeah. Really? Uh, Yeah. Well, thank you for calling, and I hope she gets more. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you. You have a nice night. Yeah, you too. Thank you, uh, Bob. You're really popular. You got another. We got another call for you. Okay, Angelina from Pennsylvania with a question for you on line four. Angelina, welcome to the show. Hi. Good evening. How How are you? Good. How are you? Uh, good. Good. Um, as good as I can be, actually. Um, I have a question. I, I tuned in a little late, so I do apologize. But my question is my 32-year-old son got murdered uh, June, the end of June, uh, 
about two months ago, I want to say. Now, I've always believed in, in, you know, life after death, and I've had some things happen when I was 14 that cemented that, that idea. But my question is, about two months ago, I met a girl that was a friend of a friend of a friend, you know, one of those things who heard about what happened to my son. She claims that she's a medium, that she that he my son comes to her and says things. Uh, the things that she's been saying to me that he says is he wouldn't say. <laughs> okay, I, I know him. You know he was he was my best friend, my confidant, my my road dog. Like he he would not say these things. So my question is because I know that everybody does have you know, some ability if they want to, or if they are able to tap into that. How do I kindly let her know that, I mean, I think it's it's awful that she's kind of playing on my grief. Um, but, you know, I've got a loving soul and I, I, you know, I don't hold that against her, whatever that may be. But I know for a fact, like, things that she's telling me are not, they're not correct. So yeah. how do I, like, just gently and kindly tell her that, you know, uh, I don't want her to give me readings, or not even readings, but just come out and say, like, oh, he's talking to me now. He said this, you know, and it's... Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you, and, and um, I'm sorry you're going through that. You know, um, let me preface what I'm going to say by reiterating something that that I mentioned in a book and I've talked about a lot and you know based upon my observations and witnessing hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of medium readings over the years is that mm-hmm. you know r- roughly you know 85 to 90 percent of all the practicing mediums out there in my opinion you know cannot do what they claim uh, you know mm-hmm. 10 to 10 to 15 percent can and are extra you know can be extraordinary but um, it's not that that 90% of the mediums are fraudulent, although some certainly are. It's just that they're, right, sure. they're inexperienced. They, you know, somebody says to them, hey, you should be a medium, you know, and, and the next thing, you know, they hang out a shingle and they're, you know, marry the medium and they're charging a lot of money and, and so forth. Uh, uh-huh. um, the uh-huh. other thing is, in your case, one of the things that we ask a medium when they're filling out an application before we evaluate them is, you know, what would you do in a situation where you had some information, you know, uh, about uh, somebody in the spirit world? Um, and would you go, you know, up to a total stranger and, and start, you know, telling them? And the ethical thing from a, for a medium to do is never to approach anybody with information right you can you know Mm -hmm. you can go to somebody and and ask their permission you know if they want to hear from you but to um start blurting out information on somebody that is just not ethical um and um on the other hand where i thought you were going first is that there are many times where people in spirit cannot your loved one cannot get a message across to you. Now, that may be for many reasons. I mean, your grief may be profound. You know, maybe you're not recognizing the signs. You know, maybe 
the person in spirit has, you know, for doesn't have a resonance to, to be, you know, with a particular medium or with you directly where they can get a message through, but they are able to get a message through to, to an acquaintance of yours or a family member of mm-hmm. yours. And they'll do mm-hmm. so in the hope that they will in turn get that message to you. That doesn't sound like what's happening here because she keeps right, giving exactly you information on, on that. That's not true. Right. So, so the way that I you mean, tell you know, just, it was by the evidence, right? right? Right, exactly. And, and Bob, this is the thing, like, I've gotten, you know, and I, I am still, yes, very racked in my grief, but I've been listening, you know, to, to a, a lot of different things on TV and on the radio, you know, the, the internet and stuff, and, and your guys so ever since, I mean, and it brings me a sense of comfort. Like, I know that his spirit is here. Uh, as a matter of fact, a week and a half ago, I was sitting, I finally stopped, like, just stopped my mind, was sitting in my car, talking with a friend on the phone. I was going to do 10 other things, and I said, you know what, just sit and be still. And I'm talking to her about just various things, and then it, it switched to my son and how he was an organ donor. Not only an organ donor, but specifically for five minutes, I'm speaking to her about his heart. His heart had gone to a woman in her 40s, and we were talking about that specific subject for five minutes. I looked up. And in the sky, it clear as day, there was a heart, <laughs> a heart in the clouds, completely blue inside the heart and just, you know, nice clouds. I mean, it was perfect. I, yeah. I, I was on the phone like I said, oh, my God, there's my heart. And I said, thank you, Louie. Like, I, I thanked him while I was on the phone. I just was stuck in that moment. And there's yeah. been so many other things. So, you know, I'm getting signs now that I'm quieting my mind and, and listening, you know, to you guys. But I, I, I don't want to be rude to her. But at the same time, like every time I'm on the phone or, or, you know, pick her up to give her a ride, I don't want her to be like, you know, but I don't want to be rude at the same time. Like I didn't yeah. ask for her to read me. I'm just. I'm, I'm, you know, listening to all different kinds of mediums and different things on the phone. I've not consulted a medium one-on-one yet. Um, yeah. And I think there's a way of doing it without being rude. You could simply say that, you know, I've been getting, you know, some personal communications from my son and I prefer, I prefer to communicate with him directly. So, you know, please don't give right. me any information, you know, and we'll just leave it at that. You know, and hopefully, right. you know, you know, that'll end it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, why should you sure. keep being exposed to that? It's it's, um, you know, it's it, it's it's harmful, you know, especially if it's one thing if she was giving you all this evidence, you know, it was your son. Right. If nothing is exactly making sense, I, it's, it's just, you know, it's just. Not yeah, I mean, I did say to her the, the, the last time I was with her, I was she said, you know, oh, he said I said he would not say that. That is not him saying, you know, I did right. kind of finally be a little firm, but, you know, should she encounter somebody who's very fragile, like, that's, it is dangerous. It, it really is. Yeah, mediums can do more harm than good sometimes. So it's, it's unfortunate. And, you know, that that's yeah. why we try to elevate the, the mediums that we know are truly evidential and special because, you know, it's not fair to them to be criticized based upon 
you know, the mediums that are, that are not ethical, you know. Or Absolutely, and that's why I keep listening to your radio show, because, like I said, I'm going to consult somebody one-on-one, but, I mean, I think until I ask her to, you know, hey, are you hearing from my son? I'm, You know, it, yeah. just, she can't and, just and, run up and say, hey, I'm a medium, you know, and I'm hearing, no, it's, that's not cool, you no. know. It, yeah, I just want to mention before we, we say goodbye that, um, you know, people sometimes ask how they can identify, you know, true signs, you know, from mm-hmm. their own imagination. And the best answer I could give is that the, the true communications have a knowing attached to it. In other words, mm-hmm. you were just talking about his heart and, you know, and, and so forth. And then you look... Mm-hmm up and you see the heart in the sky yeah. and you, there was no yeah. doubt in your mind, right? You just knew no, not you know, that, that, not that was from your son, right? So th- that's how yeah. you know the difference between a, you know, a coincidence or okay. a true communication, you know? The other yeah. thing you yeah, might want to consider, yeah, exactly. the other thing you might want to mm-hmm. consider Angela, also is that some, uh, another form, and Bob, you mentioned this in your book, uh, another form of very evidential uh, mediumship is when, the sitter gets a piece of information that they were unaware of that later on proves to be true about something. So Uh you might want to keep your uh, options open about that as well. So take everything with a grain of salt, but, you know, keep it stored, you know, for for future reference. Sure, sure, absolutely. Uh, I thank you, you gentlemen, so much, and have a blessed evening. You are very welcome. You too. Good night. Yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting caller. Um, very, uh, uh, like you mentioned in your book, Bob. You said there, you know, there's a lot of people out there, and most of them don't want to be fraudulent or you know pull the wool over people's eyes, but they truly believe that they're gifted. When you know they have, they're either not or they have a lot of work to do to, to get to that level. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And um, you know, sometimes you know, even even with the best of mediums. Um, sometimes, you know, even today, I mean, I, I get uncomfortable because I, I know that mediumship is not um, a guarantee and it's not an exact science and it's, you know, mediums are not going to be a hundred percent accurate and they're not going to make a connection, you know, a hundred percent of the time either. And, right. you know, I, I, and uh, you and I could understand that, you know, as, as bereaved parents, I mean, um, you know, you know, the, the anticipation um, of the person, you know, wanting to get a reading and the disappointment that could come about if it doesn't, you know, take place, you know, and that still makes me nervous to, you know, to this day, you know, uh, even though that I know that like the mediums that we certified are, are, are among the best, but, but, I, but I also know that, that, that there are no guarantees when it comes to mediumship. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a um, un- untapped territory, really. It's, it's, I mean, I can't wait to see what's going to happen in a hundred years from now because somebody's along the line. It's going to get better and better. The 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 way to measure it and to, you know, science is going to prove it, and it, it's just going to be better a hundred years from now. Yeah, Maybe. we'll see. We'll see. I I don't know how much different it is now than it was. You know, during the Victorian era. Uh, you know, a hundred years ago, um, there were you know. Thousands of medium, thousands of mediums around the world. You know, people used to gather in seances, but then again, 
back then there was no internet or anything and that that was a, a major form of entertainment you know? but even then it's the same thing as now i mean there's some there were a lot of frauds out there and there were some you know incredible you know mediums yeah. so uh uh we'll, we'll see what the future brings sure absolutely i'll just talking more from a scientific point of view and yeah, yeah you, you touch upon a good point i mean there was no internet there was no tv you know every uh every person <laughs> had you know 10 brothers and sisters back then, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, people always want to be entertained. And that was really in vogue back in the, uh, in the Victorian era. Very, uh, very, very, very true. Yeah. And of course, then we had um, uh, a great many, uh, most of the mediums were physical mediums mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to the mental mediums that we see today. And by physical mediumship, I mean, the, the person in spirit would take control of the medium's, you know, body. Um, and um, the medium would go into a trance-like state and bring forth um, spirit entities that would often talk through the medium's vocal cords. And, yeah. and physical mediumship was associated with physical phenomena, such as um, levitations and, 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 so and lights and, you know, wrappings and apports, the things that would just materialize and, um, you know, and so forth. So, um, you know, of course that could be faked, but it was some, some of the greatest, um, you know, people of science during that time, including Nobel prize winners and medical doctors, you know, studied, um, some of the great physical mediums and found no, evidence of fraud whatsoever and i'm talking then they would actually um they would they would bind the medium with with with, you know with 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 straps to their chair and gag them um and 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 take all sorts of you know precautions that we couldn't do now for humane reasons (laughs) they're really torturing these you know these mediums and uh and they still found no evidence of fraud so i don't you know i don't discount all that stuff Uh, you don't see much of it today but um there's probably a handful of mediums in the like that that Kaim Weggy and there's that all that other guy from Australia that does physical mediumship. Yeah, there was still a bunch, and and um, I know that um, you know Wesley Kane who wrote uh, the book uh, Surviving Death uh, uh, um, and the Netflix series Surviving Death was based upon you know her book. She um, you know was working with a physical medium, Stuart Alexander, and and um, was absolutely, um, you know, she's an, uh, an investigative journalist and she was absolutely convinced, you know, that he's on the up and up and he produced all this phenomena. So uh, it's, uh, there are, you're right, Roman, there are a handful, but not, not a lot. And, you know, 99.9% of all the mediums out today are, you know, just, you know, mind to mind communication, uh, you know, men- mental mediumship. Yep. And I think that's, you know, because of the fact that that's the type of mediums that we need the most today, you know, it's the, the, you know, and you, you mentioned it several times in your book because of what you went through and because, you know, I I went through the same thing um, is that uh, there's no better form of of grief therapy than a a really true evidential reading because it, it turns your hope into a, your into a belief and then it turns your belief into a knowing you know? so, yeah absolutely you know i i believe that and and we know because um you know there have been a lot of uh peer-reviewed clinical studies um 
that have shown that people who believe in life after death do better in the grief than those who don't. And it's logical. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, what else, as you mentioned, what could give you uh, more comfort than knowing that your loved one still exists in some form, that it's not final, you know, that alone uh, can be of enormous benefit, you know, to people. Yeah, it's, you know, uh, of course, we'd rather than be in the physical, but, you know. Well, of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, You have one quote in the book that I really like that there is, (laughs) you're you're talking about the the type of uh, people that, uh, like, people that see mediumship or experience mediumship. Um, You're saying that, uh, uh, where is it? The, the religious person will answer by uh, that. There's definitely life after death. Um, Those on there's people that are on the fence uh, about life after, you know, express hope that it continues. Uh, Pragmatists will cite uh, uh, lack of any legitimate evidence but you also say that you suspect that the step skeptics are the one that care the most because they're the noisiest about it i really like that quote yeah you know and also you know the if you talk to mediums they'll tell you that some of the most profound readings that they've done uh, are for people skeptics who walked in you know with an attitude you know ready to shoot them down um and then you know experience such profound evidence that they totally, you know, flipped, flipped in the sense of flipped their point of view, you know, and they walked out, you know, as true believers and, and you know, the, instead of, you know, closed-minded skeptics. So, um, you know, I mean, maybe skeptics very often, they're, they're afraid to address the evidence, you know, because they're, they're fearful of, of things that they can't see and they can't, can't touch and explain by material science, but um, yet it exists. I've had some really good readings. Um, I mean, and I've, I've had some really bad readings and uh, I think the best ones were, well, we both know uh, Mohana. Yeah. Amazing person. She's a university professor at the Siena, Siena college here in uh, about a half a mile from where I live actually. And it's just fate that brought us together. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she recommended a medium that I went to see uh, who just, knock my socks off because I, I made the call to this medium from a conference room at general electric where I used to work where there's 4,000 people working. So the, from a conference room telephone, I, I called and made the appointment using a fake name. And I said, I will come and I will pay you in cash. Please trust me. And uh, I did that. And, you know, like, so she couldn't look up my name from the credit card or anything like that. And until then, um, I, I have seen mediums that weren't that great, but when I saw this person, and her name was, I think, uh, Georgia O'Connor. I, I don't think she's certified with a, through Winbridge or the Forever Family Foundation, but she yeah. was amazing. Uh, I think she stopped doing it for health reasons. Anyhow, she she pulled my son's name right out of thin air, described my grandmother's to a T, um, described my son to a T, you know, and described you know his. his his surviving sister to a T, you know, like just mind-blowing evidence. Just, you know, that that one session made a true believer out of me. Just yeah, and I'm sure you walked uh, away from that reading feeling a lot better, that, better than you did, you know, before the reading. I, and, I floated and, out of that session. I was, yeah. I was floating. I, I couldn't even see my, feel my feet below my, you know, it was yeah. crazy. So, well, you know, I, I'll tell you, um, 
an interesting story is that, you know, a lot of people may find it hard to believe, but, you know, in all the years that we've been working with mediums since, you know, 2003, I I never received a reading from one of our certified mediums. You know, I'm surrounded by them all. You know, I evaluated them all. I never did. And the reason that I never did was simple. The way that I think is that these mediums, uh, they knew too much about me, you know, so I could never trust the information, even though I knew they were extraordinary mediums. In my mind, I would never be able to fully, you know, trust it because uh, I would always have those questions. So for that reason, I never did. And um, after uh, Fran passed, um, Wesley Kane, who I mentioned, who wrote Surviving Death, you know, asked me if I would like to have a a reading with Sandra O'Hara, who who at the time was not certified by our foundation. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she incidentally also appears in the in the Netflix Surviving Death series. And and I agreed because I knew that Sandra O'Hara was a great medium because when Leslie was writing her book, uh, Leslie uh, took copious notes in the reading and recordings. And Leslie had asked me if if she could come out um, and visit with all of her transcripts so I could score the readings because she knew that that's that's what I did. And I scored the readings and I was blown away because she was you know like ninety over ninety percent. Um, accurate. So in any event, um, to make a long story short, I, I agreed to have the reading. Well, like you, I, I, the only game name I gave was Bob, you know, no, no last name. And um, I didn't want to pay for the reading using my credit card. So I asked Leslie if she would pay for the reading and um, using her own PayPal account and I would reimburse her. So I was sure that she didn't have any information on me. And I got a reading and it was an extraordinary reading and she was 90% accurate and it did make me feel, you know, really good. Um, So I understand, you know, I tell that as an example, um, I'm not saying you have to be that clandestine when you go to get a medium reading, but um, you should not divulge a lot of information. You know, it's it's the medium's job to give you the information. And I also believe that when you sit down, you know, the medium should not say to you, who do you want to speak to? Um, you know, it, it's... Of course you know, not. That, that's feeding the medium. You know, and there are mediums that do that. You know, I had a medium ask me to bring a picture of my son with me. Yeah, yeah, come on, you know, <laughs> come on, <laughs> bring a picture. It'll it'll help me. Yeah, yeah okay. and I know, and then also a lot of people, you know, they believe that if they bring uh, an article of jewelry or clothing that b- belong to the deceased loved one you know, to a medium reading that that will facilitate the communication. And I, I won't say that it won't, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you have to be discreet. You know, for instance, I was, I was witnessing a reading once and the sitter, the person getting the reading was sitting in front of the medium wearing a necklace with a big locket that was open with a picture of her deceased son, you know, so you know, yeah, you have to. Wouldn't it be more evidential if instead of you showing your picture of your deceased son to the medium, the medium, you know, brought you that information, you know, on his own or her own? You know, so yeah, you have to use common sense when when you know uh, sitting with a medium. Right on that reading, by the way, did did Bailey come through as well as well as Fran? Um, yeah, she brought through Bailey. She brought through Fran. She brought through. Uh, my mother, I mean, uh, wow. she, you know, she had, and she had a lot of, and, you know, um, 
you know, I'm all about, you know, specific information versus, you know, general information. And maybe, you know, that's something, you know, that we should address because, um, you know, if you're, Let's you know, talk. You know, when we when we evaluate a medium, so let's say Roman, you're the medium, and you're looking at me, and you see my age, and you say to me, Bob, uh, I have your you know deceased grandmother here. Do, is do you is your grandmother deceased? Well, of course. Well, you know, yeah, because you know she'd be 120, and you know it's a good damn bad, you know. But <laughs> um, but then I'm the sitter, so I would, and my grandmother is deceased. So I have to score that as as a hit. Uh, but if you now, as the medium, say to me, "Hey, Bob, I have uh, your, your grandmother Rebecca here," um, and my and if my grandmother's name was Rebecca, Rebecca, then I have to score that more heavily because you gave me a a piece of specific information versus general information. So you know, my point is that a medium. I mean, I could give you a reading right now and be ninety percent accurate because I'm going to give you all you know, general stuff and make certain assumptions. And it's just a good cook, for example. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, you have to, um, there's, you know, and there's another question, you know, while we're at it that I I always ask mediums, I I ask them, what do you think is more important evidence, you know, or, or messages of love. And to my amazement, um, a lot of mediums, don't quite get that question and they'll answer the, the, well, it's the message of love that's most important. And, and my response is I, no, that, you know, it's not correct because how is somebody going to accept the message if you don't give them evidence that you're talking to their deceased loved one to begin with? So first you have to give the evidence that you're making the connection and you, and you know who you're speaking to. And then if they turn around and give you, you know, a a message of love, you can accept it because you already have the evidence. So does that make sense? It's exactly like you described in your book, Bob, with the caller ID. It's like, you you know, today phones have caller ID. So you have proof that it's coming from somewhere. Right. So it's a very good analogy that you did in your book. Uh, Absolutely. And I couldn't agree with you more because, yeah, you can have the person, uh, you know, messages of love yes your grandmother loves you your your deceased wife loves you this and that and but you don't know that that's not evidence really no and i know it's what people want to hear and the, you know they'll grasp at it and you grasp at it and that, that that's fine but um yeah i i'd much prefer you know that they that they give the evidence i mean they're not going to well, certainly they're never going to gain our certification if they're just giving messages without, you know, giving evidence. So uh, I think that that's really important. You know, one thing to to address also, you know, especially in this in the age of the, the pandemic and, you know, all meetings and medium readings are taking place, you know, via Zoom. Maybe that'll change again now, but that's the way it's been. And, and um there are there are <laughs> Joe Shiel, who is one of our certified mediums, told me a story where he was uh, with another medium and they were doing uh, readings via Zoom. And he saw this medium, you know, when you're on Zoom, you know, you generally have the person's you know name, you know, as an attendee. And this medium had a split screen on her computer. And on one side, she, you know, was showing the sitter. 
And on the other side of the screen, she had Googled, you know, or, or, or Facebook, looked up on Facebook, the sitter's um, name and had her Facebook page open. And with all that information and was giving a reading as she was combing through the Facebook page. So it was a total fraudulent um you know, reading. And that's something that we never had to worry about before, you know, because the meetings were taking place. But now that they're internet based, it's amazing how much information somebody can find out with, you know, with a few clicks, you know, so it's a, it's a legitimate concern. So we have to be even more vigilant and guarded when we're with a medium to ensure that there's no fraud taking place. Yeah. I have an unusual name. So if you Google my name, you can get very specific about stuff that's happened to me. Yeah, so that's why yeah. any medium reading that I do, I, I insist on giving a fake name. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I've tried with another medium that was local to Albany where I live. And I actually stopped by the office, put money in an envelope in, in advance, you know, in cash, and then uh, gave a fake name, made the appointment with the secretary. And a week later, I get the call like that. Nope, she's not going to be reading. Obviously, be, you know, because yeah. she read you know, you have right. nothing to go on. Yeah. So, and, yeah. And by the way, I mean, I don't want to give the impression that, you know, all mediums are, are tricksters. I mean, I mean, an evidential ethical medium would never resort to something like this. And they would be, they're appalled by it just like we are. But yeah. you know, there are some that uh, that are bad apples and, and they, you know, mediumship is, is a, is a type of work that already faces, um, skepticism and scrutiny and and you don't need you know frauds making it even worse you know (laughs) it's hard enough to gain respect when you're a good one well you know the internet is full of uh bad things you know there's spoof emails that you know just freak people out and then they end up sending money and all that kind of stuff it's just a you know there's good and there's like like everything else in life there's good and bad with it you know yeah you know, a, no, a number of years back, um, we we did a survey uh, among our, our membership, and and I asked um, a simple question. I asked, uh, given the choice, would you rather communicate with your loved one directly or through the services of a medium? So when I devised that question, I thought that the overwhelming majority would say that they would rather get direct communication from their loved one. Is that what you would have anticipated, Roman? That's what I would have anticipated as well. Yeah. And then, and then I looked at the results and, and it was the opposite. The majority said that they would rather get the communication through a medium. Wouldn't that pique my interest? So I then started to probe a little further. And what I found the reason, there were several reasons. One a lot of people said that if I got a if I get a direct communication, I might question it, thinking that it was my own imagination, you know, and that it wasn't real. But if I had the services of a of a professional who does that, you know, all the time, then I would be able to to trust the information more. And that I understood that. I mean, that that's legitimate, you know. You know that made sense. And uh, the other reason people gave was that. There, there. Um, oddly enough, I mean, a lot of people are fearful of, of, yeah, that's communicating with you know with the dead for um, 
<clears throat> because you know the, the media and the clergy and the you know and then the family and friends and colleague and so forth are academics and so uh, they would rather somebody else do it for them. You know? So that's also a, a legitimate thing. But I, I was surprised by that. Personally, I'd rather have a direct communication from my loved yeah. one, but that's Absolutely. me. You know, the people that answer because they're, they, they, they think it's maybe just, you know, wishful thinking or their own thoughts. Yeah. Well, they, they didn't answer the question properly when you think about it, because the question was, it's a communication. It's not whether you think it's a communication. It's, a communication. Do you want to get a communication? Like, why wouldn't you? you right. Know? That that's you know, it's it's true. And and you know, when we also when we talk about the fear thing, you know, sometimes I've had conversations with people over the years, and I'd say to them, because people used to say that to me, um, you know, what would it take to make you a hundred percent believer? You know. Um, that your loved one, you know, still exists. And I've had people say to me, you know what, if I saw them, if they appeared to me, then I would believe a hundred percent. And, you know, I had one person in particular, I remember, I mean, I remember her saying that to me at one of our, you know, retreats or events. And then I saw her again about four or five years later and she stopped me and she said, remember that time when you asked me, um, what would make me a hundred percent believer in it? And, and I said, yeah, I should remember what I said to you. And I said, yeah, you said that, you know, if they appeared to you and she says, well, my daughter appeared to me at the foot of my bed. And I said, wow, that's wonderful. And, and what happened? And she said, I was scared out of my mind. And I yelled out a, a scream and she disappeared. So, you know, when you think about like, how sad is that? You know, you get a visitation from your loved one, and you break the, 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 the chain and, and make her disappear because you're fearful. You know, she's visiting you and, you know, what should be fearful about that? So it just shows you how powerful and ingrained, we, you know, this information can be. You know, we have this, this fear instilled in us, you know. Hey, you know what? We got another caller. Okay. We have Christine from Iowa on line two. Christine, are you there? Um, hi, yes. Hi, Robin hi, and Bob. Um, how are you doing this evening? Very good. How are you? Um, I'm doing very well, thank you. Um, I was I'm excited to see that you were on the show, Bob, because um, I um, got your book about a month ago, um, oh, The Medium Explosion. Thank you. thank you. And I've enjoyed, yeah, I've enjoyed reading it. Um, I was kind of led to your book through... Um, uh, my journey with my father passing um, in 2019 very quickly um, of a rare cancer. And then I discovered um, Laura Lynn Jackson's books and then um, the Forever Foundation and that type of thing. Um, so I've kind of been on my my journey of grief and recovery and, um, you know, looking into mediumship and um, kind of how, we, how to improve like um, my, my clairvoyance and that type of thing. Um, I've, I've really enjoyed reading your book, and I was wondering um, just a few things. Um, like, I'm not, you were kind of talking before, and I was waiting on the phone um, about people being fearful of, uh, of talking to, um, you know, discarnates. Um, and I'm just wondering, I'm, I'm trying to improve my, like, the four clairs and ability, um, you know, to be, to, um, 
just like um, meditate and that type of thing. And you have a um, chapter in here and like, you know, how can you do things? Would you have any other suggestions? Um, like I'm trying the meditation. I'm trying to just not trying to be a, a medium. That would I think that would scare me too much. Um, but I have over the years had, you know, some psychic abilities throughout the years with um, clear audience, clear sentience, um, that clear cognizance, um, not necessarily clairvoyance, but, um, when, in your many years of work with mediums, do you have, um, suggestions for how to kind of improve those, um, like those types of psychic abilities? That's my first question. <laughs> and then yeah. in your work with mediums also, um, do they talk about, or do they ever talk about how to communicate with the spirit guides and, like how I can improve my communication with, with the other side and not necessarily by talking to people on the other side, but, um, you know, seeing the signs and that type of thing. Yeah. Well, you know, the most, most of the mediums, I mean, one thing you mentioned is meditation, a great many of the mediums, not all, but most of them engage in, you know, a daily meditation. Um, they're not trying to commit, they're not trying to communicate with discarnates necessarily during their meditation, but sometimes, you know, discarnates pop in um you know anything that anything that quiets your mind i mean the meditation doesn't have to be a formal meditation a walk in nature can be meditation you know uh, listening to music um you know uh appreciating art you know or even reading you know can be a a form of meditation i mean i i started I started playing golf and I go out and I'm the only person in the golf course that loves to play by himself because that's my meditation. <laughs> you know, just, you know, let my own thoughts. So anything that you could do to, 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 to quiet that, that chatter okay. mind, that monkey mind, you know, is good. A lot of people, you know, talk about doing psychic exercises um, that sort of gets you in the same altered state of consciousness as, as what's needed uh, when you're mm-hmm. doing mediumship. And I like the fact that you're saying you're not trying to be a medium. You're trying to be a personal communicator and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, not all of us mm-hmm. are meant to, to be, to do this work professionally, but yet, you know, we, mm-hmm. we'd like to do this work on, on their own. Um, you know, regarding your other question on, on spirit guides. Um, I don't know, you know, some, some mediums never talk about spirit guides, um, you know, because okay. uh, they're always, you know, talking directly to the discarnate on the other side. Others, okay. um, they tell me, tell us that the spirit guides assist them, in, you know, in every reading. Um, I don't know how you identify a spirit guide. That I'm told that it just, you know, spirit guide will come to you the same way that you would communicate with the discarnate. You know, it just pops into your awareness and you have this knowing that this is your guide. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I wish, okay. unfortunately, we don't have any, um, offer any um, uh, uh, mediumship development. I know there's a lot of, mm-hmm. lot of medium certified by a foundation, you know, do offer such things. But uh, okay. um, I wish you, uh, I think you're on the right path and I, and I hope that your okay. uh, abilities um, are greatly enhanced. And Christine, have okay. you ever heard of Victor Zagat? He's got a wonderful website. Uh, you can sign up for his Friday Afterlife reports. It's, okay. Um, um, what was? Could you say that again, Victor? Um, www.victorzamit.com. Z-A-M-M-I-T Just go to that website. Sign up okay. for his Friday Afterlife Great. reports. It's a plethora of information on what you may be searching. And it, oh, every- great! Okay really good you'll, you'll love it I wonderful 
That's awesome. Thank you so much for your, your time. I, I loved your books and I love your show. So thank you. Thank Have you, a, thank you a so much. Night. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, that was, uh, that was quite interesting. So, so I, guess, I guess we've reached the end of our time. Our Roman you know, it, crazy. <laughs> it just flew by, Bob. It's yeah. like it was amazing. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I mean, th- it was a very good plan B. I'm, I'm glad it worked out. Yeah. I'm glad we can always enjoy talking with you and, um, you do a, a, a great work uh, with uh, interviewing these certified mediums. And uh, I know your show will be back uh, again. And, um, you know, Gina will make arrangements to join us at a, at a different date. Of course. Of course. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Bob. And everybody, thank you for tuning in. I will be back on the second Thursday of December. And uh, until then, just, you know, know that your loved ones are just a heartbeat away. And that, you know, as Fran used to say, our science is going to prove it. And I truly believe that. So until next time, everybody, have a good night. Uh, Happy Veterans Day. And we will talk to you soon. Good night, everybody. Good night.